Welcome to Get in the Ring with DJ D Coops and Beast Mike on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Great douchebag. <laughs> Not MJF level, but very close. <laughs> there, there, there's a whole lot of young future with those two dudes in Jericho's inner circle. That was that was wild. What happened to, uh, to Moxley? Yeah, that was I wild. Got, I got got stabbed in the eye. Like that was wild. The only bad part of AEW tonight was that 15 minute stretch with the Nightmare Collective and. I didn't but, see that. I think I was watching the triple threat with uh, with the cruiserweights. Good. I don't think I saw that. It was a ten to fifteen minute stretch. Okay. Which, if yeah, that's going to yeah, be that no, no, no. every week, I'm going to be okay with. But if the Dark mm-hmm. Order is going to seep into everything they do, mm-hmm. I'm going to be like, "Fuck this shit." So yeah, definitely. Anything with Dark Order? I definitely didn't see anything uh, Nightmare Collective, so I, mi- I missed both of those. I'm mostly watching NXT, but yeah, I, I didn't see anything of those uh, two. The Dusty class mass, uh, Classic matches were pretty good. Dunn Van versus Andrews and uh, Webster was better than GYVs and Kushida and Alex Shelley, but both were good. Oh right, Alex Shelley was in the tournament. Yeah, he, he's uh, he teamed with Kushida. Yeah, yeah, time splitters. Right. All right, let's get started. And we'll talk sports as well, because we have a lot of sports to talk about. So, with the whole Astros thing, mm-hmm. apparently 10% of the managers in Major League Baseball are going to get fired. Quite literally. I mean, yeah, so we saw, yep. Alex Cora resigned. Uh, let's see, like the Astros manager got got canned. Carlos Beltran, I think his clock is ticking. Personally, I have to think Beltran's next. The Mets just hired him too. Yeah, the Mets are going to be looking for another manager. Yeah, the, the Mets literally just hired him like three months ago. So, so here we go. Three, two, one. Yes, it is. It's time to get in the ring with DJ Co- D Kooks and Beast Mike here on a Wednesday night on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. And we have our own feed now on the Social Suplex. Oh, word. Yes, Red Circle gave us our own feed as well. So donate to the Social Suplex. Give us some of that moolah. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with the side hustle in 2020. Nothing wrong with no, that. Nothing wrong with that. Give us a little Kazuchika Okada Rainmaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all get uh, a yeah. little 
piece of the pie. Piece there you of go. The puzzle. Nothing wrong with that. So it's it's a big it's a whole lot of stuff happened here. A whole lot of stuff happened in the world of wrestling. Uh, obviously, we, we just watched NXT and AEW happen. Takeover Blackpool Two happened in the UK. Uh, we Impact Hard to Kill, which we forgot <laughs> to preview last week. <laughs> and, and there's a whole lot of controversy about it. Impact uh, Conor McGregor fight this weekend. Uh, th- there's, Shit, there's a lot. We forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad it was. Yeah, we, we thought it was last weekend. I'm glad it wasn't because yeah, we totally didn't get a chance to preview it. But Conor McGregor returns to the octagon this weekend. Uh, let's see. Um, he also wants more heat with Floyd. He also wants another battle with Floyd, which obviously means another payday uh, to get back in the ring. You know, he he has no shot of beating Floyd. So he yeah, it's no a whole shot. lot. But he's getting it's another whole payday happening. to fight in the octagon. Yes, he he wants another. So there's it, it, a lot happening in the world of wrestling and or combat sports uh, going down in the last um, seven days. Evolve. And Dave <laughs> mm-hmm. and David Starr fighting with their words. A lot got involved in said words. A lot of it was on Twitter. Gabe Chavosky quote tweeted me. Okay. Okay. With a photo I just posted in context. Okay. Mm -hmm. So don't blame me. Don't blame don't you, you, just put it, you just put it out there and he took it and ran, is, is, what, is what he's saying. Is what yes, you're saying. he took it and he ran. Not me. Okay. So. Needless to say, D-Coos D- is trying to avoid the drama that uh, wrestling Twitter, the IWC, the internet wrestling community, will uh, yes. will naturally try to impose upon. Yes. Yes, and I, I, I messaged David Bixby and I was like, I hope you know I just posted that photo on contact. Of David Starr posting a tearful selfie of him processing a Holocaust, and and Gabe supposed Gabe supposed a douchebag. Don't get me wrong. Okay. Um. Um. But obviously, you weren't trying to go. You weren't trying to take it there. I wasn't trying to take it there. He said, he said. The selfie of him crying at the Holocaust Memorial was embarrassing and offensive. I just posted mm. the selfie for context. Mm-hmm. So people could see it and judge for themselves. Okay. And most people were like, Gabe, you're taking this a little too far. So basically, you were trying to have an opinion. You were just trying to do a journalistic yes. thing and just put it out there. Yes. That's really what happened here. Yes, and Gabe just took it and fucking ran. And he deleted all the tweets anyway and fucking pretended his Twitter Twitter account. Of course he did. Because he he, he he had a talking to from one Paul Levesque. (laughs) Oh, oh, speaking of him, there's a drama that that, that Hunter got involved in with Paige. Paige. Oh, God. I don't even want to talk about that. Because probably on that same press call, he probably told Gabe Sapolsky, "Hey, cut that fucking shit out." Probably, you know. So, so y- you can read the Gabe Sapolsky David Starr drama for yourself. All of David Starr's stuff is up for him for you to read, but. 
you can find Gabe Sapolsky's side and see, read for all of his glory the shit that that um Gabe Sapolsky got from everybody in the wrestling community. Mm. And he was saying that David Starr was giving people concussions and stepping people and going into business for himself. Fucking fuck you, Gabe Sapolsky. Again, so much happened in the, in the IWC this week and in the wrestling world this week um, as a whole. So Rocky Johnson. Let's, yes, let's cover some deaths here. Um, mm-hmm. Rocky Johnson, father of the Rock, WWE Hall of Famer, passes away at age 75. I shout out sh- condolences to my friend Barry Rose. Um, he was a friend of his. Um, okay. And condolences obviously to the Rock and the and the and Anoy and the Johnson family mm-hmm. in this rough time. Because obviously this affects not just the Rock but Roman and the Usos. So yeah, um, yeah. The so condolences to all of them uh, for Soulman Rocky Johnson, who was a tag team champion and certainly he, helped pave the way for the Samoa Dynasty that has become. Yes. Held several National Wrestling Alliance singles titles across the United States and Canada during a career that spanned from 1964 to 1991. He was a part of the first black tag team to win the WWF World Tag Team title with Tony Atlas in 1983. Johnson was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame in 2008. He was inducted into the St. Louis Wrestling Hall of Fame in the same year. Um... B. Brian Blair, former wrestler B. Brian Blair, another 1980s WWE star who was friends with Rocky Johnson for decades, and they still went to church together in the Tampa, Florida area. Blair told the Associated Press on Wednesday that Johnson recently complained of an unspecified illness and had missed church, which he usually attended with Blair and former wrestlers. Blair mm-hmm. said Sheila Johnson's wife Sheila was distraught over her husband's death. So basically, he was... He seemed fairly healthy until the unfortunate uh, illness must have happened. It must have been really serious for him not to attend. And I guess, I guess that's probably when it, everything went downhill, unfortunately. Yeah, so, yeah. Blair went on to say he was just under the weather. He thought he had the flu or something. Blair said, mm-hmm. I said, you need to get checked out, Rocky. He said, he'd be okay. Then he missed Sunday a few days ago. When I talked to him again, he said he wasn't feeling good. He still missed church. He did still didn't get checked out. I talked to Sheila, and he said he just was being stubborn. He died at home today. Mm. So. So, it was something that killed him. Yeah. Johnson became so man, extended his legacy as... His, as his family business helping his son Dwayne, <coughs> obviously, obviously, we all know what The Rock has yes. done. And then on s- Saturday, Triple A's La Parca passed away at the age of 54. This is not the same La Par- L.A. Park who worked for WCW. Um, this is Triple A's La Parca. Um, and the wrestling world reacted. React. I'll give you a quick. I'll try to find an article here. 
Oh, here it is. So, I have an article for both Nagasaki and um, La Parca. In November of 2019, La Parca was injured at a AAA show in Monterey, Mexico, after a suicide dive went wrong. His feet got caught in the ropes, hitting the guardrail, and then the and then the floor with his head, hitting the guardrail, and then the floor with his head. Following surgery, his new, the news remained grim, and he survived until January 10th. He was 55 years old. Um, he was no, his name was um, Alfonso Huerta Escoboza. Escoboza took the name La Parca from the original Ibarra, um, who began using the name in 1992. The original La Parca Jr., Escobosa was re- <coughs> often referred as La Parca II to help with the misidentification through AAA. He was just La Parca and had been the top name in the promotion for years. The LA doesn't refer to Los Angeles, but La Authentica, the authentic, or the original. Early in his career, which began in 1987, Escobosa was known as Bella Sexy. Maligno Crater Santa Esmarlela Cadiz Lomomia. His break came in 1996 when he became La Parca Jr. Even though L.A. Park had a had a falling out, the one from Triple A from mm. WCW had a falling out with Triple A. There was a battle between L.A. Park and La Parca too at Triple A. At Triple Me at 28 in 2010. Um, and then Kendo Nagasaki. News of the death of Kazuo Sakurada spread quickly. He had been a notable wrestler for years in Japan and overseas. And was a respected trainer. He was 71 years old. A heart issue had resulted in his passing. His pacemaker apparently was failing. Mm. Um, in North America, Kendo Nagasaki was synonymous with the use of the green mist blown into opponent's faces <coughs> while working a solid heel, working as a solid hero. Yet he did more than just that during his time away from his home country of Japan. One of his first breaks away from Japan was in Stampede Wrestling, where he teamed with Mr. Hito. Katsuchi Adaichi and and worked as Kazuo Sakurada. They battled all the baby faces throughout the Canadian prairies. Often Sakurada competed in tag team battles and held the Stampede International Tag Belts with Hito, as well as John Quinn, Gil Hayes, Higo Hamaguchi, um, and Mitch, Michel Martel at various times. Later, Sakurada was one of the trainers of Brad Hitman Hart. His mm. diving headbot has been adopted by Dynamite Kid and then Chris Benoit. He had great runs in Texas, Memphis, Florida, Puerto Rico, 
and into the Mid-Atlantic Territory. When he was the Black Ninja Kendo Nagasaki, he dressed as a Japanese warrior with his face paint and an ever-present kendo stick and or even a samurai sword. He was the Dragon Master in WCW. Um, among the names he helped train um, along the way was Ryuji Yakamawa, Shuhei Taniguchi, and Abdullah Kobayashi. Noted deathmatch workers. Um, Kobayashi being one of the best deathmatch workers in Big Japan. Sakurada was also a key intermediary between wrestlers, a referee in North America, and the Japanese promotions. Texan referee James Bedard posted on his Facebook page he owed his career in Japan to Sakurada. I will never forget the moment standing back watching a match and standing next to me was Kazuo Sakurada, better known to wrestling bands as Kendo Nagasaki or the Dragon Master. He's never said much, but we've gotten to know each other pretty well thanks to working with him through our close personal friend Larry Dwyer. Out of nowhere, he said, you get a passport and go to Japan, wrote Beard, James Beard. Um, he's a referee for, formerly of the NWA. I was stunned and at first thought he must be kidding, but he was serious. And that led to a long and close association and many Japanese stories which changed everything for me and my career in the business. I have been blessed to have so many great, some great influences and supporters during my career and I can't say enough about the opportunity Sakurada gave me and what it meant to me all these years. So that's a little bit about Sakurada and um, Luparka. What I like about uh, Sakurada is I love that Asuka's been using the mist lately. Uh, I think that's been a, it's a very nice touch. I know that that has been unrelated to this passing. But I'm, I'm sure that they will. Somebody would would make a reference to it if Oscar were to use it. I know she used it on Raw, but I know that uh, hopefully somebody will make a reference to it upon Oscar using it again uh, very soon, which I think would be nice. Uh, very nice, respectful touch. Um, he would work in Florida Championship Wrestling, World Wrestling Council, and the Continental Wrestling Federation. Worked a very different style. Then Thornley would wear a mask. He was one of the trainers of Bret Hart and held the Stampede North American Heavyweight Championship during his run there. Was a Florida Heavyweight Champion, North NWA Florida Tag Team Champions with Mr. Hito, um, NWA Pacific Northwest Tag Team Champions with Colonel DeVeers and three-time um, WWC World Tag Team Championships with Mr. Poco. As well. so, so certainly it's been a wild, wild week in the world of wrestling. Obviously, the three passings were uh, were bring the mood down a little bit, but uh, um, and we have to talk about AEW's renewal. Yes, 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 yes. They came out early for one hundred forty-five million dollars mm-hmm. for four years, and they're going to get it, and there's going to be another show. Uh, AEW-based show um, coming up. Which is going to be AEW Dark. 
Okay, so just gonna take dark and, and take it off of uh, not just on YouTube, but gonna put it on as as a as actual yes. show. Yes, that's what Tony Maglio is reporting on Twitter. Fair enough. He's a nerdy TV insider, so. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to mention that as well. SmackDown. So SmackDown really, the major stuff you need to know about SmackDown was Miz and Morrison, it seems like it's very obvious that they're coming back together again. Um, Miz beat Kofi in a rematch with a little bit of help from Morrison as he attacked Big E. And now this week is going to be Morrison versus uh, versus Big E uh, this week on SmackDown. But it's obvious that Miz and Morrison are reforming a team, and I'm, I'm here for it. I I'm totally here for Morrison and Miz being a team again. That, that team when they had the dirt sheet and, and like as they ended the Ox decade, incredibly entertaining to watch. They were they were fun as heels. So Otis and Mandy, I'm perfect cool with that. More Otis and Mandy stuff. Mandy got Otis a cake to apologize for Dolph uh, destroying the fruit cake that Mandy was given a couple weeks ago, and then Otis actually with a little bit of a distraction of Alexa Bliss actually helped Mandy get probably her biggest singles win of her career. as uh, she was able to pin Alexa, uh, in a one-on-one match. So good on Mandy. And as the Otis Mandy stuff continues, let's see, we got some more mind games as the fiend basically took down the rabbit. Cause the rabbit was trying to snitch. And as, as, as the code of the street is snitches, get snitches. And they play more mind games because Daniel Bryant get it setting up for their, their, uh, rematch. At the Royal Rumble in Houston, we saw Braun Strowman with a good match against Shinsuke. Braun would get the pin, and would uh, end up. Looks, looks clear that Braun's going to face Shinsuke at some point in time for the Intercontinental Championship. That seems pretty clear to me. Bailey versus uh, more mind games, and Sasha actually was recording stuff in, in the music studio, so it wasn't so that wasn't hyperbole what Bailey said about uh, Sasha recording a rap album. That actually looks like it did happen, and. Bailey got a little bit of a drop on Lacey Evans, but it looks like it's obvious that Lacey versus Bailey is inevitable uh, for the Royal Rumble. And the main event led to it was basically it was Usos versus Corbin and Ziggler, but it was really this was about the return of Robert Roode, who came back and Corbin from suspension. Yeah, he came back from suspension. So Corbin, Ziggler, and Roode basically destroyed the bloodline, and that was really the last image on SmackDown was Ziggler's elbow dropped through Reigns and through the table. As uh, they really destroyed the bloodline, and really Daniel closed the show. Daniel Bryan found a bloody corpse of the Rambling Rabbit. That was yep, crazy. yep. That was the suspicious get stitches part. Bray Wyatt took care of the Rambling Rabbit. Uh, savage, savage, quite honestly. And that was that was SmackDown. Takeover Blackpool. For an event we didn't preview, we pro- for an event we really didn't pay attention to. Until we last previewed week. it. We did preview it. We really should have paid a little bit more attention to it. Cause of the, we the show we told not... you that Tyler Bayford's Jordan Devil would be fucking good. We'll get to that match of the year candidate in a moment. But let's just get through the... I'll go through chronological stuff. Trent Seven versus Andy, Daniel, Andy Dennis. Pretty good match. I'm, yes. I like the psychology, especially of Andy Dennis. That powerbomb to the outside. Oof. Ooh, oh. that, that could have been so much worse. That could have been so much worse was. for... My friend Alan Blackstock, <laughs> who who almost got murdered. He was sitting in the front row. Oh, word. Okay. 
So it's the he's sitting in the front row, like right in front of the power bomb. Okay. Right in front Ooh. of the power bomb. The security yeah. guy, guy legitimately hurt. Yeah, this is no kidding. I mean, the truck stand is like 265, and that's 265 coming down like a ton of bricks onto onto you. Yeah, no kidding. I'd imagine he, he got legit hurt. And Eddie Dennis would get the biggest win probably of his career so far, so that's a good win there for Eddie Dennis. Um, this yeah. was a pretty good triple threat. This women's triple threat. Oh, yeah, Bayley. I love this match. This four was stars. A, this was a, four stars flat. It really was. This was a very good triple threat between Kaylee, Tony, and Piper. Very good stuff from all three women involved here. Piper retained, which I was a little surprised by. I was really expecting, uh, not not Piper, Kaylee retained. I was really expecting Piper to win. I really was. But uh, but this was a good triple threat all around. And uh, Tony Storm's desperation to become champion again was clear and obvious. And I'm here for Tony Storm becoming the heel. I think that I think she would make for a, a pretty good heel uh, if and when she turns. But uh, I think this was good stuff all around. I, I was into this match. People were bitching about the fried Takayama spot in the uh, Jordan Devlin Tyler <laughs> Bate match, and I'm like, stop bitching! It wasn't a good match. The boxing. Y'all nitpicking. Now to this classic Bate versus Devlin, which we both knew was gonna be amazing. I think we undersold it. This match was incredible. Once they really got going, this match became instant incredible and became an instant classic. Probably, would you would you argue best uh, uh, takeover UK yes. match that we've seen so far? I, I think I think so. I'm not. Maybe Bait Walter. Yeah, Bait Walter. Yeah, it's it's close. Those are probably the two. Although GYB's Mustache Mountain would probably be third. But uh, but yeah, but these are those are probably the three. Yeah. This was amazing, and I haven't gone back to to watch this again. I'm going to, well, watch this at some point in time. But again, this was amazing from start to finish. Uh, like, I I love this stuff. I love the how we got technical at the start of the match, and then we got physical in the middle part of the match, and then it was just balls of the wall nuts. Yeah, that's to say like, it was balls of the wall nuts. At the end of the match, and it was absolutely amazing, and the crowd was live, and it was just the whole flow of the match was outstanding. If NXT wants to do like a workhorse style title for this, please let these two be the ones fighting for it because this was this was absolutely incredible. Bay gets the win, but this was out, outstanding. Devil and Evil and losing look better than some of the people who won in a um, takeover. Why is Bleacher, Bleacher Report giving this match a B? What's wrong with you? What is anyway, wrong with them? Bleacher, Bleacher Report, you guys are y'all, y'all sick. All right, let, let me let me see this. Like Bleacher Report has his grades B plus for seven and Dennis. I, 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 that's that's too low there. The Triple Threat Women's a B minus. Nah, a bit too low there. This this is criminally low here. That they're giving this match a B. The four way ladder match got an A from them, which I think is a oh, little wow. high. Uh, the four way line. I thought the four way match was boring as fuck. <laughs> it was alright. Nothing. You really didn't miss anything special that happened here, except for the fall in the pieces spot by uh by Andrews and Webster, and some of the creativity and, from Imperium. And Webster wasn't wanting to sign their death wishes. Yeah. And then Imperium did some creative stuff. Iker and Bartel did did some good stuff. I, I thought was nice. 
Gallus had no Gallus had no reason to be in a ladder match. I hope I never see them. They, they just don't. Fit. I hope I never see Gallus in anything ever again. I'm I'm generally cool with Gallus, like in in fights. Yeah, Gall Gallus Gallus stinks. I'm sorry. I, I don't need to see Gallus in anything to do with heights. I mean that that's that's what I'm saying. And GYVs can adapt to a whole lot of stuff. GYVs are okay, but but Gallus with anything to do with heights. Not a good look. They just don't fit. Wolfgang's okay when it comes to vertical stuff, but they just don't fit. Uh, also, Jeff well, Alvey was way too fucking long. They were trying to do like a fucking epic, like. Yeah, they, they, I think they tried to think that Coffee could be on the likes of Dunn and Bate when it came to the matches with Walter. He's just not on that level. No. I and Coffee's another one. I think they could fight like if if um, UK had a secondary title, I'd be perfectly cool if Coffee were in that. Kind of, uh, oh, I would have laughed if Joe Coffey won this match. I would be like, "What the fuck?" I, I get. I, I was expecting, honestly, Imperium to have all the titles that UK has. I really was, but, but ultimately, Walter retained God. on a submission. And really, the match itself was all right, nothing special. And then we get to the stuff that happened afterward. They actually gave this match an A. That, that, that's too high too. And undisputed era uh, jumped Imperium. And really, the Eichner and Bartel were easy pickings because of the ladder match. Wolfie got a little bit of uh, stuff with Dragon Off, which I thought was a nice uh, interaction there. And it really kind of hurt uh, Coffee as Dragon Off's uh, move really injured the knee of Coffee and really compromised him the rest of the way. Isn't Dragon Off wrestling Bauer? Mm, at Worlds Collide? Yeah. I yes. don't think they made that official, but it's probably happening. That's a good match. I mean, I'm good. I'm good with that match. I'm good with that match too. Yeah, I, see, I, I like what they're putting together for Worlds Collide, and we got more more, more Worlds Collide stuff coming up when we get to NXT. But yeah, and it, but Undisputed Era basically brought the house down when they jumped Imperium and laid. And really, the focus obviously was on Walter as they all did their finishers or some variation of their signature moves uh, to Walter to end the show, and they basically posed for the cameras. That crowd was begging, cheesing hard. For the Adam Cole baby, which they got, but it, they were cheesing hard for that. So th this was a, it was a, we had one classic, a couple of good matches, and a couple of matches that were not as good as Bleacher Report would say. Um, let's just talk about the last match at DNA Hard to Kill, because <laughs> the rest of this match was, the rest was just not as good. Except for Eddie Edwards, Michael Algen, which was pretty good. But really, the, the storyline is Tessa Blanchard. Now, Tessa Blanchard apparently had some beef beforehand with some of the women's wrestlers in various companies. And she came on on Twitter when let's have all women's wrestlers support each other. Let, let, let's not fight each other. Like, personally, stuff like that. And <laughs> which is completely hilarious because of the drama that Tessa started on Twitter. It started in general. Uh, so, she got when some I likes for it. I was like, this match is going to get unprofessional. Yep. Luckily, and it didn't. But ultimately, I was like, it was a totally professional match. I was like... Mm -hmm. You weren't expecting that. I, w I was expecting Sammy to fucking punch her. But yeah, it's, it's wild. It's... 
I think what, what in the sense is, I think the about the, the Tesla tweets and, and the drama that was caused from that was that I think the message itself is cool. Just the Probably, messenger. Just the messenger shouldn't have been the one to do that. It probably, so, Tessa, long story short, actually wins the world, the male world title, not the women's, the men's world title, becoming the first woman to do so in, in, uh, in TNA, in, in Impact. And I wonder, did they do this for the, for the promote, for the attention? Did they do this to kind of get more buzz because of what Tessa did? Obviously, Tessa being a little bit more mainstream than a lot of the, a lot of the roster there. Did they do this for the for the click for the clicks and for the likes and whatever, or was this the plan all along was for Tessa to win? I, I think, think that's it was the plan real. all along, and then once everything happened, it was like, oh, we gotta go. It's, it's time to go. Yeah. And I think the other part is, well, they how far in is TNA prepared to go with this? Are they gonna go super? Are they gonna go super all in? Which I think they kind of have to. Yeah. At this point, I think you, you put the, you put the title on her. I think you got to go all in in this situation. I think you, you got to go with this and see how far Tessa can take it. But there's going to be some heat. There's going to be a lot of heat coming from this, I'm sure. Uh, with what Tessa said, and Tessa, the, the longer she holds the title, the more heat she's going to bring with it. In a sense of she's going to bring attention, and anything Tessa says on Twitter probably will be held against her. After uh, now that she's the champion, so it, it's gonna be wild. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a wild uh, run that, te- that Tess is gonna have as champion. Um, did we ever find out what it was in Eric Rowan's fucking bag? No, <laughs> we, we never we never did uh we never did find it. But apparently, it's alive. It, it actually bit him. It, it bit his hand. Oh, ew. <laughs> Whatever it was, it bit his head. <laughs> I kid you not. It, it it bit his head. He destroyed some but other Mojo, job or Raw. But, but Mojo Raleigh's the new 24-7. We're, we're getting into Raw now, and it's comical at this point, except for Buddy Murphy versus Aleister Black. But, Buddy Aleister 3 was really good. Buddy Aleister to defeat Randy Orton and AJ Styles this was pretty good. Yeah, that was a good match. That was a good, that was a good triple down to start. Then Ricochet defeats Mojo Raleigh. Mojo still sucks. Mm-hmm. Or at least the right mm-hmm. man won. But we'll get to later in the night. Let's see. So, Charlie yeah, Mojo. Sarah Logan. Back to main event for Sarah. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the we get... Just, the fire just won. Paul talks while Brock stands around making millions. A hell of a job if you can get it. <laughs> Brock definitely has the best job in professional wrestling. He absolutely has the best job in professional wrestling. Uh, the, basically, he's standing around and doing nothing. The R-Truth was funny. R-Truth's part of the, this whole deal was funny. I will give R-Truth that. And then he turned a, a boring, a relatively boring segment, minus the crowd, because the crowd was actually good, uh, and, and booing Heyman and Lesnar. But yeah, Truth turned it into a pretty funny segment. Right. And, and Truth turned into a pretty funny segment. So, um, like, relatively, like, Lesnar segments go... This was actually one of the more one of the more entertaining ones. Yes. And then Mojo attacks Truth and wins the twenty four seven title. Mojo basically picks the bones and wins the title. He, he really that's really what happened here. Uh, Mojo basically kicked Truth and in the, the face. And the did not come out and chase him. Nope. I wish they did. 
I kind of wish, yeah. That would have kind of wish nice. they did. Lashley versus Rusev. This sucks. We're, 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 some re, for some reason, and lastly, I think at this point, you can kind of see the frustration. Lastly, won the match, by the way. A little bit of Liv Morgan dis, uh, distraction as she got some soda thrown in They're her face. They're going to do a fucking mixed tag at the Rumble, and it's going to suck. <laughs> you can see, and did you, you, did you see the expression on Lashley's face? As Lana was making the challenge to Rusev and Liv, and it's just like Lashley's like, even Lashley at this point is gonna be like, let's just get this over with. I beat him already. I beat him twice already. Let's just on to the next one. I gotta wear Rumble to try to win. Let, let's keep it pushing. Lashley's like, Lashley's like, hey, this segment, this this storyline sucks. Let, let's keep it pushing. Let's let's get away from this. Viking Raiders but, eat the things. But yeah, that's pretty much what happened here. <laughs> you missed you missed nothing between the fight. It was basically the expected outcome. Uh, the Viking Raiders challenged the attack team on Raw. The things basically were the sacrificial lambs. The Viking Raiders had dinner. That's pretty much what happened. <laughs> you you missed nothing. Becky Oscar contract signing. This was good. This was fine. I, I, I was fine with this. I, I think they, they continued. They're building this up quite nicely between Becky and Oscar as they run it back from last year's Royal Rumble. And, uh, Oscar with the with the misc, and then Becky with a good promo after the misc. So I thought that was that was a good way to continue to push that storyline on. Good stuff. Selena Vega cuts a promo. Selena cuts a promo as they continue to build for Ray versus uh, Andrade next week in what should be a very good ladder match. So I think the ladder match itself is going to be really, really dope. And <clears throat> yeah, Ray cut it. Yeah, so they both cut promos, Selena and Ray. Andrade with a little bit of uh, stuff involved in, uh, with Selena. But really, this is about Ray and Selena cutting promos. And the ladder match next week should be dope. So I'm here for the ladder match. We talked week. about Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. Buddy Murphy and Alistair continue to do good work. Love that stuff. And then we get to the fit, what was a fist fight, which basically was... Eric Rowan defeats somebody. Rowan destroys people, but the the story is that whatever it was that was in Rowan's cage actually bit his hand Yuck. and actually hurt him. <laughs> so what? this is basically whatever's in that cage, I want to see it. But at the same time, I'm going to be grossed upon seeing it. I'm going to be grossed out upon actually seeing this. Uh, and, and then the main event was the uh, AOP and Seth versus... Them trying to capitalize on a Texas death match. Mm-hmm. So this was a fist fight. Basically, the, the rules of this were simple. There weren't any until except for the opposing team. All three members had to be physically able to continue. The Tony Hawk Pro Skater thing that Kevin Owens did, loved it. Awesome. As, as one who plays Tony Hawk Pro Skater, and I, I played pretty I much played all of them. I played that shit when I was younger, too. I, I absolutely loved it. I, I'm, here, I'm here for it. In fact, somebody already changed their name. Like, <clears throat> they're in the Social Suplex chat. Kevin Owens Pro Skater, too, which I thought was dope. <clears throat> I, thought that, I thought that was great. I thought that was funny. But, uh, but yes, this is a this is an actually decent fight. The fight itself was actually decent. Uh, and so they I, gave I, Buddy I, Murphy I something to do. Which, which again, that's a smart decision. Buddy Murphy's really good at what he does. So I'm perfectly cool with Buddy Murphy joining this crew of Seth and AOP. So now you've got somebody that can go for the world titles in Seth, the U.S. title in Buddy, and the tag titles in AOP. you got a crew now. So I, you got a serious crew. And I think this is going to be – it's going to make for good stuff going forward. So Seth and his crew win the match. They lay out Big Show to end it. Buddy with, with uh, obviously providing a major assist. I like it. I like what they got. 
So Raw at least ended pretty good, started pretty good, and had a very good match with Buddy and Alistair in the middle. Plus the Becky Oscar stuff. So Raw had to... Then Raw but hit, the National hit, Championship hit. had 25 million viewers. Oh, as, it, as it should have. Congrats to LSU for uh, beating, uh, beating Clemson and doing your thing there. So congrats to LSU there. And Odell Beckham... Um, Odell Beckham just got his, whole, his, his alma mater in trouble. But then he, he was dishing out real, real money to his alma mater. Yeah, so that, so the NCAA and LSU are going to try to figure it out, but he absolutely dished out real. According to Joe Burrow, he absolutely dished out real money to his alma mater. Uh, some of the uh, students on the some of the students who played, uh, some of the players who played in that game. Yeah. So congrats hey. to LSU for winning the title. Joe Burrow, I'm sorry you're going to the Bengals, and that you go and. That LSU was a whole, you get it done. So, good good work. AEW Dynamite. Young Buck, Santana Ortiz, Kenny Omega, Adam Page, best friends. This was a good opener. Kenny Omega and Adam Page got it done with the Buckshot, Larry, V-Trigger combo. Page gets drunk a little more. And does a good job of advancing the tensions. Cody responds to MJF. He will do all three. He will do a and cage match. And now all the are the cage match with uh, Wardlow. He's got to take the, the ten uh, lashes uh, deal from MJF and the and belt. he can't touch him. And he can't touch him until the Revolution um, show, pay-per-view. Then Joey Janela cuts a promo. Um... Dares kept to come after him. He knows he wasn't good. And then he talks about next week he's faces Phoenix. Things will change for him. And he shows everyone next week why he's a bad, bad boy. And then fucking um, the show was hot and, and had great momentum until the Nightmare Collective came out. And Awesome Kong wasn't even in this match. It was Brandy Rhodes and Mel. The last thing I want to see is fucking Brandy Rhodes in a fucking wrestling ring. It was Brandy Rhodes in a microphone? Fine. Brandy Rhodes in the ring? Not so much. Brandy Rhodes anywhere near a wrestling ring? Fucking awful. Anywhere near a microphone? Fucking awful. <laughs> anywhere near anything? Fucking awful. Get her off my television! <laughs> Get her off! Unfortunately, she's the CEO. Of the, she's the CEO of the company. That's not, that's unfortunately not Fuck happening. Fuck that shit. Have, a, have <laughs> the tough conversation. Tony, have the tough conversation with her. <laughs> it's Tony's company. It is Tony's company. Yes, the Rose and the Bucks and Hangman and Omega are, are high ups in the, in the company. But yeah, Tony, Tony's the one with the with the dough to, to make it happen. Tony, have the tough conversation. Dylander hits the big bang theory on Bell, Mel for the win. And then we got a Dark Order video packages talking about the various names they were after, specifically Adam Page. And I'm like, can we not, can we not, can we stop with the Dark Order, please? So we got back-to-back painful segments. Let me see if we got back-to-back painful hooks. That I actually, I totally, to Fuck be honest. I, the Dark Order. I watched a lot of this. 
I didn't see the the Nightmare Collective or the Dark Order stuff. I didn't. I, I missed both. I was watching the Triple Threat. About get to it in NXT. John but uh, but yeah, Sammy Guevara, good match. That was a good match. I, I did catch the latter half of the match. Traps him in a rear naked choke for a win. Then lights out. Inner Circle jumps Moxley. Jericho whips him with the title belt. Low blow with the knee. Sammy slaps him. Um, the low blow by um, Jake Hager. Then Jericho grabs a spike from his jacket. Nails Moxley with it. Officials help Moxley to the back. Basically, Jericho stabbed Moxley with the uh, with a spike. Uh, it looked like it was, it's, not, it's on the face, it's in the eye area. I don't know if it caught him in the eye, but it definitely caught him up, up top. Uh, right where the eye, right where his right eye was. Backstage, Jericho says it was all Mox's fault for what he did last week. He disrespected them and he signed his death warrant. Pac and Darby can thank him because they can kick the shit out of Mox next week. They will destroy the Jack, Jurassic Express and take out Jungle Boy. And then Sammy Guevara hit on the interviewer. Because Sammy's like Zach. <laughs> um, we were talking a lot, uh, before I, we went on air that Sammy Guevara is a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of dicks, MJF, the Butcher yep. of the Blade. Smooth segue, smooth segue. And then peep the savagery of the shirt that MJF I banged, I banged Dallas' daughter. <laughs> Continuing the hook. That, uh, Diamond Dallas Page, QT Marshall, and Dustin Rhodes. This was pretty good. This actually was a pretty good match. I did watch a lot of this. This, this was a pretty good six man tag. And MJF continued the, the QT special. Page had it up top, dives onto the bottom of the board, back in. MJF cradles Marshall, grabs a handful of tights for the and gets win. the win. But and, this was uh, obviously this continued the hook from last week's promo with MJF and DDP. Where he was going to talk about doing that and just continuing the savagery right in front of him. At least he caught him with a diamond cutter. And and uh, um, Dustin caught him with a Canadian, Canadian destroyer that preceded said diamond cutter. Pac versus Darby Allen. This is really good. Darby Allen is stepping into that life. I, I like that what, what Darby Allen is doing. Um, Black Allen Arrow is... finishes off. Tony interviews Pac. Um, well, at least he tries to. Tries to. Pac cuts a promo. Pox won the best. Um, and then Mox comes up to the ramp. Says he'll be there next week. He'll kick Pox's ass for the title shot. And they're going to fight on Jericho Cruz. Yes. So the, the winner of the match on Jericho's Cruz gets, uh, gets Jericho on, what's it, February 19th is, is the uh, pay-per-view? February, February 29th. Oh, 29, 29, okay. February they didn't 29. call it Lethal Leap here. Which would have been dope. Again, that was a good name. That's that's a good name. So, while that was happening, NXT was going down. And NXT started with Keith Lee cutting a promo as he was coming after Roddy Strong. He talked about how Undisputed Era had a great 2019, and they did. And how he was coming after Roddy. Undisputed Era, basically, that instantly makes Keith Lee a target as... All four members of the UE came down and beat up Keith Lee. Roddy Strong actually trapped Keith Lee's leg into a chair and would stomp onto the chair, kind of trying to hurt the ankle of uh, the of the limitless Keith Lee. The Keith Lee will be heard from later on in the show, but this is a good way to start. This is a good way to start things. Chopper will come in to make the save uh, to save Keith Lee from even worse damage that was done as he was clearly coming after. Uh, he was clearly coming after Cole. 
that match has not been made official yet. But uh, it was clear that this this stuff is far from over from UE and Ciampa and Keith Lee and other parties involved. The first match of the night was the Dusty Rhodes Classic Semis. We got a quarterfinals. Riddle and Dunn versus Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster. This was a good match. Fast pace, frenetic. All four guys got a lot of stuff in. Ultimately, it was whether or not uh, they could. Webster and Andrews could hit fall to pieces. They could not. They tried to, but unfortunately, Dunn caught it with a forearm. And they would basically hit a combination of the bitter end and the bro to sleep to get it done and win the match. So Dunn and Riddle move on to the semis. Who we got GY. Hmm? Who did Dunn, Dunn and Riddle face? They face Webster and Andrews. Okay. They, they, they face Webster and Andrews, and they're going to. So they're going to fight uh, Imperium next week. Oh, shit. That's going to be good. Yeah, yeah they're going to fight Imperium next week. So GYVs are going to get the. So GYVs versus the Time Splitters uh, was the next match. Uh, and it was a solid match. I would, I would say not as good as Riddle Dunn, Webster, and Andrews, but a good match. This was a, a pretty good match to follow it up and continue to, and to keep the train rolling. Solid stuff. But ultimately, it was uh, the GYVs hitting the ticket to Mayhem to get it done, and then they cut a promo immediately thereafter. So GYVs get it done, and they're going to believe they get. Um, I'm trying to remember the uh, Imperium. Versus, uh, they, they get Undisputed Era. GYVs get, get the UE next week. So GYVs versus UE, and then Imperium versus Dunn and Riddle. Those are your final four teams for the uh, for the NXT. Um, for the Dusty Rhodes Cup. For the Dusty Invitational. <laughs> a good triple threat match happened here where there's going to be a Fatal 4-Away done at Worlds Collide and for the Cruiserweight Championship. Two dudes from NXT, two dudes from NXT UK. We obviously know Angel Garza, part of NXT, is uh, the Cruiserweight Champion, obviously. So one of his competitors, Leo Rush, Isaiah Swerve Scott, or Tyler Breeze, was going to be in this triple threat match here. And ultimately, it was Swerve Scott that got it done. Balor and um, Dragunov is official, by the way. Okay, Balor and Dragunov is happening. That, I, that's a, that's going to be a good match. Worlds Clyde should have to be a good a good show. That's going to be a good show next week. So I'm, I'm here for that. And there's going to be more stuff we're going to tell you, I'm going to tell you about in a moment. Well, with Worlds Collide. Anyway, uh, Swerve gets it done. And what was a really good match, it felt like Lear Rush was going to win the entire time. It, it really felt like Leo Rush was going to get it done and get the win just the whole time. and But ultimately, it was Swerve who capitalized off of a beauty shot by Breeze, and then Swerve attacked Breeze and finished the deal off. So Swerve would get the win and with, the JML, with the JML driver on Breeze and get the pin. So Swerve Scott wins and is on to the next, and is going to go on to the, uh, the World's Collide show. Then in between that match, we got... A, we got Champa and Gargano outside of the arena because right after the attack that oh oh actually I should I should go back in the in the show we got a Champa promo midway through and Champa was kind of calling out Undisputed Era he he wanted more he wanted more heat with Undisputed Era and all four members came out it was a four on one attack but this time it was Gargano that made the save after the triple threat match. We saw Gargano and Ciampa meet up in the in the parking lot, and Ciampa 
person and then Gargano pointed out the tweet that DIY that uh Mustache Mountain sent out. I'd love to face some boys in a in a two on two tag match. Hopefully we can get it done at Worlds Collide. Hopefully the GPMs can make it happen for the Worlds Collide show. And, and Gargano brought the attention to Champa and was like, "Yeah, wow, one more time." Champa agreed. We are getting the two on two. That is not fake. They, we're getting the two on two between two of the best teams we've ever seen do it in NXT or NXT UK. Yeah. DIY, DIY versus Mustache Mountain. Let's go. I'm here for this. I'm here for this war that's about to go down. I'm here for this war. Now we get to the main event. So that was a lot of the stuff with the men involved. Really, a lot of the first hundred minutes of the show was a lot of the men's stuff. Now we get to the ladies in the building. And we get to what was a pretty solid battle royal. Especially the ending. I was a fan of the ending as well. And to cut to the chase, we got some returns. And we got some debuts. Mercedes Martinez is involved. Uh, we got, uh, we got Blackheart. Yeah, we, we got we got some returns there. We got some returns and some debuts. Shane Baszler came back onto the scene, but we knew Shane was going to be in the battle royal. But this was good. This was a good uh, a good battle royal to kind of keep things going. Shayna kind of dominated the the, the start of it. Was Tony Storm then, in there? No, she was not. Because she was originally there was not, supposed no, to be. There was nobody. The... There was nobody from the NXT UK um, contingent. There was nobody from the, from the NXT UK. Because uh, she was supposed to be in the uh, title match for. She, it was she's going to announce. This, this battle royal was for Takeover Portland. This, this oh, was not, okay. Yeah, this this because is for World Collide. It's Ripley versus Storm. Yeah, yeah, that's happening. But this was not. Yeah, this was not for. Uh, this was not about World. This was not about World's Collide. This is about Takeover Portland. And the final four of the battle royal was between Black, uh, really the final five, but as Blackheart came out, it came through the ring later, was Tegan Knox, Bianca Belair, I mean, Blackheart, obviously, Io Shirai, and Shayna Baszler. They were effectively the final five. And what we saw was Tegan Knox, who really dominated a lot of the, her, she started to get really hot in the match, and she got pulled away from Dakota Kai, who was not in the battle royale. The Kota Kai basically eliminates Tegan and takes her out of the proceedings. And then we get Blackheart with really what was the shocker of the night as she would get it done. And she would actually eliminate Shayna Baszler from the Battle Royal, which was a, that was a big shock there. I, I, that shocked the building. The building went nuts when that happened. Eventually, Blackheart was eliminated by Bianca Belair, holding it down to the final two of EO and Bianca, which was a good final two. This even then would have been a good one-on-one if they added the following week. But ultimately, Bianca, with the K, was way too strong, hits the, puts the KOD on EO, sends her flying over the top rope, and Bianca gets it done, wins the match. It's going to be her versus Rhea, or Tony for the NXT Women's Championship at TakeOver Portland. And that's NXT. UFC 246. That's this Saturday. Conor McGregor versus Don Cerrone. Mm-hmm. Who do you think's winning? I think it'll take Conor a little bit to get back into the swing of things. But ultimately, I do think he will win. I'm going to go round three knockout. I'll go round two knockout for Conor. Okay. 
But That's a welterweight lead. Also fighting, Holly Holm versus Raquel Pennington in a women's bantamweight fight. Mm-hmm. Aleski Olenek versus Maurice Green. Claudia... Gadolina. Gadolina versus Alexa. Gadolina. Gadolina, I think, is, is there a difference? Gadolina versus Alexa Grasso and Anthony Pettis versus Carlos Diego Ferreira. That's going to be your main card. Now, this is an ESPN Plus uh, deal. I don't think this is a. Um... This is pay per view via ESPN Plus. Yes. That's going to. That's the deal here. That's that's going to be the. Um... That's where you can find this thing. It's been plus five dollars a month, or thirteen if you get the Hulu Disney Plus um, stuff. No, oh. no, you have to pay the full. 70. <clears throat> oh, it's a full fifty. Okay, so you, so okay, so you don't you get it. You still have to pay the full fifty plus the five dollars a month. Oh, so basically you're paying fifty-five, and with taxes, probably close to sixty. Yeah. Fair enough. All right, reasonable. All right. People will find it online, I'm sure. But, uh, but yeah, so at, at the Conor McGregor, obviously, he's going to be the big draw of this. Where's Conor's head at? Is Conor going to be, is Conor going to be cool? Like, is, is Conor going to get back to it? Like, it's like riding a bike for him. Obviously, we've heard the stuff that he wants to fight Floyd again. <clears throat> what seems like a massive cash grab because he has no shot of beating him in, a, in an actual boxing match. So, we'll see if that actually goes down. Whether he actually fights Floyd again. Houston Astros. We have to talk about this. <clears throat> oh, before we get to that, the Worlds Collide stuff. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned yeah you, you mentioned earlier that it's going to be a Dragon Off versus Finn Balor. I uh, told you about DIY versus Must Nash Mountain. We know about Imperium versus Undisputed Era, which should be a, a, a very good eight man tag there. Tony versus Rhea for the women's title. The, the cruiserweight title match is going to happen. The Fatal Four Way there. So, what's Glide's looking like it's going to be a good show. I'm, I'm here for what's Glide. It should be good. Now let's get to, yeah. Houston. Let's get to the drama in the world of sports that happened here. Uh, we already talked about LSU winning the title and how Joe Burrow was just a monster. Houston Astros. And for that, and, a lesser, and maybe even a lesser scale, the Boston Red Sox, but the Houston Astros. Wow. <laughs> First off, do you think Houston should have been stripped of the title? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> Me personally, that's hard to do. Because Houston didn't win Houston did win game seven on the road. They didn't need the cheating to win game seven or game two for that matter in Chicago. Or in Los Angeles. I personally don't think stripping them is the right move. But I do think an asterisk would be fair. If you want to put an asterisk in front I'll of the Houston Astros championship, I'm definitely putting an asterisk on that title. I, I could, I could told, I would totally see that. I'm perfectly cool with that. If you want to put an asterisk with them, but yeah, it's that's rough. That's that's a lot, Houston. That's that's a lot that you that you did wrong here. That's a lot wrong here with Houston. And AJ Hitch got fired, and the GM is out. And this has a trickle-down effect. Did the you see the statement out. by the GM? I don't think I did. He's like, I'm not a cheater, and he basically threw everybody under the bus. That's almost as bad. 
That that's GM almost never Lundblad was never getting a job again. He, oh, he's got he's got no shot. Yeah, he, he's got no shot of getting another job. So no, that's not a that's not a good look at all. Anyway, so to continue the baseball part of this deal, we got the Red Sox, who are next on the cho- on the chopping block, and we knew Alex Cora's time was was, was on borrowed time. We knew his his time was short after what happened with the Astros. We knew that he was he was not going to last long, and he didn't. He he effectively resigned, and or and or Boston parted mutually with him because he was on the Astros staff in 2017, and obviously helped the, the rest, mastermind. Rest of, okay, yeah, he he was the guy who who ran who knew what to do. So now it makes the Red Sox sketchy from 2018. They won the World Series. And now he's gone. So he, he's out of that staff. He, he's out as manager of the Red Sox after two, two after one championship year, possibly with another asterisk, and in the 2019 year, which was pretty trash. So you just saw two AL contenders in terms of talent look real sketchy and don't look, look quite like contenders, at least on the up and up, maybe. Right. I think of all the teams involved here. I think the ones should probably be the most upset are the Yankees and the Dodgers. Yes. For the Astros, with the Astros and the Red Sox in the last three years went through the Yankees in all three instances. That team that went through the Yankees won the title. Now obviously the Dodgers went to two of the last three World Series. The Nationals I'm not upset with because, hey, the Nationals won all four games of the World Series against Houston in Houston. So if I'm the Nationals, I'm not upset at all. And that's got the title. So the Nationals get to keep it moving. But the Astros and the Dodgers, but the Yankees and the Dodgers, they should probably feel a little cheated. Both of them, both of those teams should probably feel wee bit cheated. And they're going to hear it, I'm sure, from the Yankee fans at Yankee Stadium whenever they go down to, to, to the Bronx. Right. <clears throat> Speaking of Houston Payne, Bill O'Brien still has a job. How? How? <laughs> that's the that's the million dollar question that even Ken Jennings can't answer. Bill O'Brien still has a job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the million-dollar question that Ken Jennings cannot answer. And as the Rockets are up on the Trailblazers. No, the Trailblazers are up on the Rockets right now. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, Houston's, Houston's not going to get a win this week. Houston's taking all the L's this week. Obviously the L with the Astros, and then the massive failure of an L that came from the... Uh, from the Texans. Oh, oh, wow, they only have 68 points in the third quarter? What's wrong with you people? Anyway. The, I, yeah, I the really Texans think the Texans are going to win this game. I really do. In a span really of 10 seconds, as Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey spazzed on him, uh, with another touchdown to Damian Williams involved here. Kansas City with 41 unanswered, and they ran out of fireworks. And, and maybe that fan sacrifice was absolutely worth it. The, the fan making the sacrifice was leaving in the first quarter, but maybe his sacrifice was not in vain. I think they should get him tickets to leave in the first quarter in the AFC Championship game and see what happens. Uh, props to Tennessee, speaking of which, props to Tennessee for being the ones that, for being the reason why that game's in Kansas City, not in Baltimore. Derrick Henry continuing to make sure that he's going to get paid in the offseason as he destroys another worthy opponent in the Ravens. Ryan Tannehill looking, had a pretty good game himself. Titans blow out and dispose of the Ravens and make Lamar Jackson look mortal. Lamar, you're still going to win MVP, as you should, but it's that was a rough situation. 
That, that was rough for the Ravens. They got blown out by Tennessee. The two NFC games. 49ers <clears throat> I'm going Niners. I'm going to go. Uh, do I go State Farm Bowl? I'm going to go Niners Chiefs. I'm torn on the Packers, but the Packers went to, to, went to uh, Santa Clara and got boat raced earlier this year. And not the rosters don't look all that different. Uh, the Niners dominated Minnesota. There's, there's no other way to say it. This was, Kirk Cousins took a beating. No shame on you, Kirk Cousins. Your offensive line is just, was just trash. They could not withstand the brute force of the Niners that they could bring at you uh, defensively. It's not even just Nick Bosa. They, they all came. Uh, the front seven for the, for the Niners came in waves. There, there, there wasn't really much that y'all could have done about that. So they catch a beating, and then they got the other game, which was a good game. Seattle and hmm, this is an interesting discussion. Uh, we'll get to back to WWE in a moment, but um, Seattle actually put up a good fight, but they could not guard Devonta Adams all day. Yes, I do believe that was a first down at the end to Jimmy Graham. I think some it, news that was groundbreaking. Yeah, I just I just saw this too. Are you, are you talking about the no, WWE? No, I did not. Discussing what WrestleMania? happened. Um, this, so I'm reading on this, this, uh, WWF old school, uh, some, some on, on a Facebook page here, WWF officials discussing a, making WrestleMania a two day event starting next year. No shit. Mm. <laughs> no shit. According to Slice Wrestling. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> According to Slice Wrestling, WWE officials are discussing making WrestleMania a two day event. I'm skeptical of the source. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, so slice, slice wrestling you don't think is that that, that, that uh, reputable? No. Fair enough. But but I think they have been talking about it. It does make sense. It's better than shoving everything into eight hours. Mm-hmm. And that, that's part, yeah, over the past uh, few years, this, this is actually part of what they were saying. Over the past few years, fans have been complaining about WrestleMania being too long. WrestleMania 35 in 2019 lasted seven and a half hours. That's pretty simple to me. They're going to be splitting the mega event into two days. You get two four-hour shows. I think that'd be fine. They can easily do a four-hour show on both days with matches getting proper time and both of the world championships getting the main event on alternate nights. That's perfectly fine. You know what? I think I can I can totally do that. I can live with it. <clears throat> yeah, I think, th- I think this would be a very good thing for both WrestleManias. Yeah. And for WrestleMania in 2021 and 2022, and or 2022, I think that'd be perfectly fine. Now, you could eat. I think the way to do it would be obviously the Saturday and Sunday would be the two WrestleManias. You probably have the Hall of Fame on, on the Friday. Wednesday. Yeah. Or, uh, no, I'm trying tricky. to because they got control of the building with SmackDown Friday, the two WrestleManias. And then, and then, and then Raw Tuesday, and then I'll be, and Raw Tuesday. So you do yeah. NXT on Thursday, Takeover. Yeah, yeah, you do Takeover Thursday. So yeah, 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 you're right. Hall of Fame, yeah, Hall of Fame Wednesday, Hall of Fame Wednesday, Takeover Thursday, SmackDown Friday, WrestleMania Saturday, WrestleMania Sunday, and Raw Monday. And, and the last thing that happens that week that week is Raw. Okay, yeah, no, uh, it's very it's feasible. Now I wonder what's who gets the who would get the show next year. I could see Vegas because the Raiders' new stadium. You know, Vince like shining these toys in big stadiums. Um, the Raiders could get it. I could see LA getting it. Absolutely. 
um, other places that would be possible. Would he go to Minneapolis? I could see it. That would make sense. You're almost begging Brock Lesnar to be the main event on one of the shows. If they went to Minneapolis, I'm just thinking of, of big buildings they haven't gone to yet. Lincoln Financial mm. Field. Lincoln Could they go to Philly? Field. Philly would be an obvious one. Philly would be a big one. That'd be a big money one. Uh, Philly. It would shut down the whole city. But... It would shut down the city, but I think it, and I, I know the reason why I know they haven't been to Philly. I know that the, they used to, Ed Snyder used to be really pissed and, and didn't want to have like the Flyers and Sixers and big, crucial playoff situations that the Flyers and Sixers could possibly be in. He didn't want them to have a massive road trip to end their seasons, especially the Flyers. So I know that that's part of the reason why WrestleMania hasn't been back to Philly in the last 25 years. So I, I can I, I can see that, why he, didn't, he wouldn't want to, to, go, to go to Philly. But obviously Snyder's pass and Comcast is about, is about that cake. So what Comcast allowed to happen, I think Comcast eventually would. This is a matter to me of when they would go back to Philly if they did. Hey, hung up on you. My thing would be if if Vegas could put the dough up, I think Vegas would be the city. Yeah, I think Vegas would be the spot uh, to make it happen. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Yep. So that's that's it there. Um, I guess we do the plugs now. Twitter.com/slash/beastmike. Is where you can find me. I will be at the Penn State Ohio State game on Saturday. I'm not sure I'm going to go to the hockey game later that night. I'm going to try to. Uh, we will see there, but I will definitely be at the Penn State Ohio State game on Saturday. Penn Basketball, actually, that's big. That's big. Yeah, it, it, it's a pretty big game. It's a fun game for Penn State, and they're going to. Um, they're down 74-69 with about 10 seconds to go in the game to right now against Minnesota. Big Ten's a bloodbath. That, that's a bloodbath of a conference. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a really good basketball conference this year. You're going to probably get a good eight or nine teams in the Big Ten in the NCAA tournament. Penn State's probably going to be one of the nine that get in. But it, it, it's a real good conference. Anyway, uh, yeah, so I'll probably be at that game on Saturday and uh, watching a pretty good Penn State basketball team who needs to get back on track here. They, they've been, they struggled lately. Yeah. My picks for the uh, Super Bowl, I'm going to go with the – Niners, and I'm going to put the whole, like, whole picks on Facebook later. Um, I'm going to go with the Niners and the Chiefs uh, to go to the Super Bowl here. Uh, I, I actually kind of want to see Andy Reid get his first ring. I don't know if they can get past a really good Niner defense. Well, I think beat up the Packers again. And I just don't think Tennessee can keep up with, with the Kansas City. I think Eric Henry's been a monster in the best Niners player Super Bowl. You got what? Titans, Niners, Super Bowl. Derek Henry's a bowling ball. He is a bowling ball. He is a bowling He's ball. He's a ball. He's about to get paid. He's about to get paid a ton of money. Yes. Oh, did you hear the news about Jason Garrett um, trying to interview with the Giants? Offensive coordinator. Yes. He wants to interview with the, he wants to interview with the Giants. <laughs> yep, he's, he interviewed with the Giants earlier today. We haven't heard any news on whether that um, he got the job or not. But, yeah, it, it's uh, he's actually interviewing with them at the, to be the OC. Yep. That seems about right. Offensive coordinator, Jason Garrett. Twitter.com slash DJD Cooks. That's where you can find me. 
Salute to Luke Kuechly for um, retiring, and I can't believe he retired at 28. How the bombshell that dropped, and then Joe Brady got the job with the, at the Panthers OC. Naturally, we can tell that the Panthers are probably going to go hard after Isaiah Simmons. Yeah. That wide receiver. Yes. Yeah, why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. No, no, Isaiah Simmons is a linebacker. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Isaiah Simmons, Isaiah Simmons is, that, is that dominant Swiss Army knife of a linebacker from Clemson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he's, that dem- yeah, he, he's that really, really dominant linebacker who can play all over the place at, uh, from Clemson. Joe Brady is the uh, OC from LSU, right? He's the guy that a lot of people absolutely believe, right. and I'm one of those people, that uh, helped make Joe Burrow into the first overall pick of the draft. Okay, so. Yeah, because Burrow was mediocre. In the 2018 season, then Joe Brady shows up, and then Burrow suddenly becomes a monster, and he sets the world on fire. So a lot of that, a lot of the credit there goes to Joe Brady. Sure. And now he's gonna he got the OC job with the Panthers. Good hire by Matt Rule. Yeah, Matt Rule making it happen. And this happened hours before the Keekley retirement decision. Uh, congrats to Harold Carmichael for. Finally getting into the Hall of Fame. Yep. Congrats yeah, to fa- Nine Inch Nails. Okay. For getting into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. Mm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised they weren't already in. Good job, Nine Inch Nails. And there's there's much salt to be had by Cowboy fans over Drew Pearson knocking again, but much rejoicing to be had for Cowboy fans with Jimmy Johnson and for Steeler fans oh, for Bill Cowher. Yeah, that that was a great segment on Fox. Both of them, the CBS one too. Uh, the 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 Fox one was better, but yeah, both of them were really good. Yeah. So for next time, this is for Beast Mike. This is DJ the Kooks saying so long.